Hi, I'm Joel Garcia, and welcome to another episode of the Pop Culture Shuffle with Joel Garcia. On today's premiere episode of the Pop Culture Shuffle, I have an interview with Mr. Extreme of the Extreme Justice League of San Diego. And then, to wrap up the show, I have a snippet from one of my shuffle radio shows from SDS Radio, in which I talk about Monday Night Football and the bizarre story of how a human being was traded for a cartoon rabbit. But first, let's talk a bit about Mr. Extreme. Most people may remember the movie Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2. The movie's about a guy who decides to become a superhero. You might find it hard to believe, but there are people who do this in real life. A few years ago, while I was at San Diego State University, I met someone called Mr. Extreme. He was someone dressed as a superhero, with a cape, padding, and a helmet, who was looking for information about an assault. As this occurred, a reporter from the local ABC station in San Diego, 10 News, was talking to him, and I just happened to be passing by. So, she asked if I could be interviewed for the story. And I was, and to this day, there are some people who recognize me from that news segment. Recently, I had the opportunity to catch up with Mr. Extreme and talk with him right outside the Hall of Justice in downtown San Diego. Okay, let's start off just by saying your, well, your superhero name, I guess. My superhero name is Mr. Extreme. Mr. Extreme of yes. the Extreme Justice League? Of the Extreme Justice League. Okay, so... Like, as I said it before, before we began, like, we previously technically met each other, like, years ago. Probably, yeah. Yeah, at San Diego State. So, it's a weird coincidence, and I only recall it because for years afterwards, I would often get people recognizing me because I was in that video. Oh, okay. You had a 10 News video where they, they, where they said, like, hey, I recognize you from that Channel 10 video. And, like, at first I thought, what video? And then I found out it was that, mm. that, that report from Channel 10. Okay, okay. So, anyways, let's get to the main point. So, what is the Extreme Justice League? The Extreme Justice League, we are a group of real-life superheroes based here in San Diego, California. We're committed to patrolling the streets, keeping people safe, and also uh, spreading goodwill in the community. We focus primarily on the safety patrols downtown and also homeless outreach to the homeless community mostly in the downtown area as well. All right. And I think I asked you this years ago, but I'm asking again because I just want to be reminded. Were you inspired anyway by the movie Kick-Ass? Actually, uh, Kick-Ass, well, the movie Kick-Ass was inspired by us and stuff. Really? Yeah. I mean, we came out uh, years before Kick-Ass. See, Kick-Ass came out in 2010. We, we came out in 2006. But yeah, I, I definitely I am a fan of the movie though. I like the movie. It is uh, even though a lot of the stuff I wouldn't try out in real life, but uh, I, I I do like the movie. It's very entertaining, and um, you know there are some there are some similarities in in those in those movies to our world. Yeah. Even the sequel. Yeah, I would say definitely the sequel. Actually, with the sequel, I I I had conversations with uh, I think it was either the, one of the producers. Uh, before the, the movie was coming out, and he was thinking about how to how to incorporate some of uh, the ideas from our world into the movie. And then when the movie came out, we said, "Wow, that guy looks kind of like this guy. That guy looks kind of like that guy." Yeah. Oh, so they consulted you. Yeah. But they didn't give you like a cameo. No, no, no. They 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 just wanted they wanted some ideas and stuff, you know. And it's it's yeah, they wanted ideas. I wish they could have given us a cameo, but but it's all good. Alright, and were you inspired by any other superhero movies or comics? Oh yeah, I've been a fan of superheroes and comics and action movies and, and all my life. Uh, everything from uh, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, uh, the Ninja Turtles, the Power Rangers, um, uh, you know, Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee, and, and you know, so on and so forth. Everything in between. Okay, so before we get off topic, I want to get back to the whole Extreme Justice League. So, do you actually fight crime? Uh, well, I'd say, I, th I would say we prevent crime. Yeah, you know, what we try to do, 
I mean, depending on what your definition of fighting crime is, I, I, I think we're more of a, of a crime prevention. Yeah, you know, a lot of times, most of the stuff we deal with out here downtown is mostly, mostly uh, assaults and fights and um, things that look like the situations that, that are about to build up. Uh, there's a few times we've, we've stopped a sexual assault but you know, like when, even when we when we when we intervene, we don't like uh, use physical violence to you know to hurt some hurt somebody that's trying to commit a crime. Uh, we, we always act within our rights, and we always get the police involved, and we only use only as much force as necessary to you know protect ourselves or protect somebody that's um, getting attacked. So no grappling hooks, batarangs, no, or not at all. smoke bombs, or like not at all. Not uh, nothing, nothing like that. I mean, uh, that stuff. I mean, as much as I like, I'm a fan of it. In, 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 you know, watching it in the movies, the stuff is just not practical for what we do out there. Okay, so what do you what do you do at night? Because it, you said that like from 11 to 3, you go out at night with the homeless. So, but what do you do in the middle of the night here in downtown? Where? Oh, okay. Um, that from 11 to 3 downtown on the weekends, we patrol the streets. We uh, get a team together of people dressed in, in real-life superhero outfits. We patrol the streets. We act as a visual deterrent to crime. Uh, we make ourselves highly visible. We, if we see a situation, we get involved, uh, whether it's you know breaking up a fight, de-escalating a situation that's about to get violent, uh, rendering first aid, getting somebody a cab or an Uber, or giving medical aid, or calling the police. It's a safety patrol, but we'll, we'll wear costumes. So you're like a superhero neighborhood watch. Yeah, actually, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so you said you began the Exchanges League in 2006? Yes. And it was just you at the beginning, or was it like a group of friends? It, it was just me at the beginning. Uh, it was just me at the beginning, uh, sporadically going out, making appearances, doing patrols, going to events. Getting uh, in the first few years is just uh, getting getting the, my name out there, getting the group out there, trying to structure the organization on how I wanted it to go, how I wanted it to um, operate, and um, just promoting the movement. There's a lot of promoting and 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 just and 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 some sporadic patrols, and then eventually. I got in contact with other people that were into the same thing that are part of the real life superhero movement and we started getting out on more patrols and it was about it's about 2010 when it really started picking up when we started recruiting a, a few more people and then from there it, the rest is history uh, here we are especially after kick-ass yeah I, I would think uh, with the kick-ass the kick-ass movies uh, I think it helped propel the pro popularity Okay, yeah, because that's what I keep thinking of right now when I think of, of the Extreme Justice League. I think the movie Kick-Ass. Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people think that. When that movie came out, I think a lot more people were getting um, more interested in it. Also, uh, other people, you know, I mean, I was getting a lot of people interested in it. Uh, you know, like back in 2009, even before Kick-Ass, people were calling me up and uh, asking about it, how to get involved. A lot of people were asking for media appearances and interviews. So, yeah, but I, th I would say definitely after Kick-Ass, we saw like a lot more, a lot more interest in it. All right, and uh, uh, what is like the biggest profile thing you've done as Mr. Extreme? The biggest profile? Thing? Yeah, the, the biggest thing like you've done, like the biggest like thing you've done, like like the like a favorite moment. Oh, that's pretty tough to describe. I, I can, I, right now, the only thing that comes to the top of my head is the campaign we ran in 2014 in North Park. Uh, there was a, a, a serial attacker running around attacking women, uh, and just just out, just in alleys and hiding behind, hiding behind electrical boxes, jumping out and attacking women, and out of the blue and. And we ran a big campaign, a lot of patrols, a lot of media appearances, community meetings, and um, and then I think we got a lot of awareness raised, and I think that was a, a really good a good time for us. And also, we recruited quite a few quite a few people for our organization. That's one of them, you know, uh, being in uh, being invited to speak down in 
uh, in, in the, at the city of Chula Vista what was was another another big thing um, you know time we we stopped a sexual assault in progress and down up in Escondido that was another one uh, and then you know all the different you know appearances you know we've been in, we've, we've been invited to speak at uh, movie premieres and and all these other things so uh, it's it's a lot of things. It's it's really tough for me to just say okay, that's the biggest thing because I think everything is everything is pretty important. You know? Okay, which movie premieres? Let's see. Well, this definitely for our own documentary for superheroes. Yeah. Oh, you have a documentary. Yeah, the 2011 HBO documentary. Yeah, we made all kinds of appearances at film festivals and and different premieres for that and uh, yeah. All right. So, I, I never heard of that documentary. It's on HBO? Yeah, HBO. This, this came out in 2011. Oh, okay. I'll look into it. Has it been a struggle like to keep your identity secret? Like, keep, yeah. Like, people have been trying to, like, say, yank the mask off or just, like, the police and, like, give us your real name or something like that? Well, in the beginning, I was a lot more concerned about that. I was, like, trying to be all secretive, all sneaky. I want to keep my identity secret, but... Uh, well, of course, you know, dealing with the police, we, we I got stopped by the police a lot in the early days. Uh, of course, you had to give them the identity. If not, they'll find a reason to detain you longer or arrest you. Uh, so, you know, the police, they, they definitely know who I am. And then eventually, you know, as soon as I, I started talking to a lot more media, a lot more people recognized who I was. So I don't really go... Um, take go to great lengths to try to disguise my identity as much, uh, you know, because we're also a nonprofit organization. So, uh, you know, I somebody has to be on on the listing for the nonprofit. So that that would be me. All right. And have you experienced any lows? Because I know you said that back when we met, you were doing this, you were solving, it, trying to find out who who attacked this woman, and you uh-huh. found out it was fake. But have you any other any lows, like any Moments where like everything just fell apart, or like you were lied to or tricked. Uh, well, that's that's definitely an example, but I don't think that that was directly lied to to us. It's just the person was just, I think, just made made some bad choices. Uh, lied to. I don't know. I that's that'd be hard to for me to come up with if, if anybody tried to lie. Well, you know, other than just just members being dramatic, lying about who they are and. And, and and what they're capable of doing you know that that's that was pretty common you know because we've gone through a lot of members over the years probably over 60 members and you we get all different types of people saying that they know this they know that or they're experts in in this field or that field and it turns out uh, that's not really the case but you know you know we it kind of comes with the territory you know because I've I've been uh, dealing with volunteers for a long time and I kind of know what to expect Okay, so but like you haven't lost any money in the process. I don't really think so. I mean, we never really made much money off of this to begin with, so I don't think I if if we did lose money, I didn't I didn't notice it. Okay. And so about the, about the name Extreme Justice League, I've noticed here like the logo looks like the old NFL logo but with the word XJL. So, like, did that come from when you first started, or like later on? Oh, that came from when I first started. You know, I think the origin of the name and the idea of the Extreme Dust League was I was a fan of uh, the Vince McMahon's XFL football oh. league at the time, and I was and I wanted something. I wanted to create like a team, something that that, that um, you know that was. I think that was definitely noticeable that, and that had a, a really cool symbol and something that I was a fan of. And I thought of, okay, what should I call it? And I thought, okay, I was a fan of the XFL, and then I was also a fan of the the Justice League of America. And I said, well, why don't I just call it the Extreme Justice League? And it's like, wow, this sounds pretty catchy. This sounds pretty neat. And I said, okay, well, I'll just call it the Extreme Justice League, and I'll just uh, call myself Mr. Extreme, just like you know, Mr. Fantastic had a uh, of, of the Fantastic Four, and. And the logo was kind of like a, I was looking at a Starbucks cup, and then I was looking at the I, was, I wanted like a shield and some something kind of patriotic, and I was and I just said, okay, well, why don't I? I'll, I'll just kind of you know uh, just redo the X X 
X, uh, a, a NFL logo, and I just uh, just added this, you know, uh, the scales of justice and and just you know the red, white, and blue in the circle and all that. Okay, so about that, like, is that kind of badge or something? Because oh yeah, it's like an identification badge. It's kind of like what like um, kind of like the DEA or federal undercover in agents wear. Uh, so I just they wear their badge, and I said, okay, well let me just slap on the X Gel patch. Okay. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, you have the shirt already, so. Yeah, I, I just said, well, yeah. Almost to make it almost official looking, but it's it's just um, more of like a quick identifier. All right, and just curious, you ain't got any cease and desists from the NFL or Warner Brothers? Uh, actually, we had a lawyer one time email us. His name was uh, Gay Bastard or Gay Bastard. Or he said his name was Gabe Astard, but he actually he, he, he was really just like it was a joke. Gabe Astard, oh, oh, you know, Gabe Astard. Oh, okay. I'm gonna sue you, but it's really you know like Gabe Astard. You know. Okay. So he emailed us. Oh, I'm gonna sue you, but not nothing, nothing official. Okay, but I I don't think we're we're not important enough important enough to the NFL to, or Warner Brothers. I think for for them to worry about us. We're we're kind of like maybe like a pocket change compared. They got they got bigger people to go after. Okay, so I see on your on your helmet like you have a lot of stickers yeah. and in particular that of Spider Man, Superman, and I think one about Wolverine. Uh huh. So would you say that Superman, Spider Man, and the X Men are, are some of your favorites? Yes, of, of course, definitely. I, I like them all. You know, you know, I like Spider Man. Definitely, I like Spider Man. Um, all of them, Superman, everything, Batman. I would say, but probably I I like I like Batman a lot because you know he's more someone we we can relate to because he doesn't have superpowers. But the only thing is, uh, Batman's a, a billionaire and and he's very well trained. Where I'm just I'm just the average Joe. Yeah, he also have like years of training. And- years of training. I have I I have some training, but I'm not I'm not an expert in any 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 of my training. Yeah, so, uh, well, on that note about Batman, what would you say is your favorite Batman movie? Oh, the one with Adam West, back the one from back in the 60s, uh, the one with Adam West and Burt Ward. Yeah, those are all my favorite Batmans. I, I mean, I like all the, all the new stuff, the Dark Knight stuff. That's all great, fine and dandy and all serious, but I definitely like the Adam West stuff the best. Where the Powell, Zam, Bab, I mean, I mean, I like, I like the cheesiness. I mean... I don't. I, I take things seriously, and for what I do out here, but uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not like overly serious about. Okay. That, well, that's my question of what's your favorite Batman then? Oh, definitely the Adam West. Okay, and so you so you you still like the more recent ones? Oh, I do. I love it. I love it. But I, I like the old the old stuff the the old stuff the best. All right. And what about any other superheroes like from DC or Marvel like? Oh, from uh, well, from Marvel, I definitely like Spider-Man. I, uh, you know, I def definitely Spider Spider-Man. I'm I'm always a fan of the Spider-Man. Even if he doesn't feel so good, huh? Even if he doesn't feel so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's all right. I mean, I I mean. I've never seen Infinity War. What's up? You, you haven't seen Infinity War where he says, "Mr. Stark, I don't feel." Oh, so Oh yeah, yeah, I seen that. Yeah, yeah. Even if he doesn't feel so good, I. Um, I like the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man ones probably better than, than the newer one. Oh, you, you like it more than Andrew Garfield? Yeah, or definitely, definitely, definitely. Or Tom to- Holland? Yeah, def- most definitely the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. Yeah, I like those the be- uh, better. Yeah, and um, other superheroes that I'm really a fan of. Uh, I, I like. Uh, well. I don't know. It's, it's like this one guy. Is, he called himself Mirage Man, but that was only like a movie. He was like kind of close, closely to like a real life superhero. He was a, he was a, a well trained martial artist that worked as a as a nightclub bouncer, and he didn't have any superpowers. So and then he just um, put on a costume and went out and started helping people. And the same thing with the Kick Ass. You know, I, I really like the, I really like Kick Ass a lot. Uh, which movie is Mirage Man from? Mirage Man. Oh, yeah, that's it's an independent movie. Uh, in the the actor, he was from Chile, and he didn't really talk very much. Oh, yeah, 
it, it was it came out several years ago. I think maybe like in 2012 or something like that. But uh, but when I saw that movie, I, I really liked it a lot, just because I it was more relatable to. Uh, you know, I think our world, you know, well, you know, I, I was into martial arts and I wanted to go out and help people. I didn't have any special abilities. And I didn't have a lot of money or resources. Uh, and, and, and I remember when I was first starting out uh, before, uh, this was years ago, and I said I wanted to be a real superhero, superhero. I was doing all this training. I was training a lot. All this boxing, kickboxing, grappling, weights, running the whole nine yards, trying to get in great shape. And uh, so I can get out there and patrol and do all that stuff. And I was, uh, some of that reminded of, of, of me back in the early days, in the old days. And I was, and I was experimenting with different costume pieces and, and find, trying to find out what works. And yeah. Oh, so like Oliver Queen on Arrow. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. On that note. Yeah, Arrow's good too. I like Arrow's pretty neat too. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you about the TV shows, superhero TV shows. Like, like, do you have any favorites in particular from the DC side or the Marvel cinematic TV shows? Uh, I've seen some of, I've seen them a little bit both. Arrow looks pretty good. Yeah, I like Arrow. Arrow and Flash is good too. You know, I, I like them both. I'd probably say Arrow. I'd probably lean more towards Arrow. You know, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, we have a guy that can shoot shoot bows and arrows really good and. And he doesn't really have any superpowers. Uh, and then there's one character in that mo- in that series that I, I really like. Uh, he, you might have seen him if you follow the show. Is you remember that guy Wild Dog? Um, no. He wears a hockey mask and a jersey. He he only made an appearance in Arrow, and he had like a a, a DC comic. It was like a, a little mini series, like back in the '80s. Oh. Yeah, he wore it looked like a Jason mask, and he wore a jersey, and he looked almost like. Almost like a version of the Punisher. Punisher, that's someone I like a lot too. Really, the Punisher. I like the Punisher, even though I really like the Punisher. But I, even though I don't agree with, uh, you know, his mentality about oh, let's just go kill criminals and get get bad guys. I like the part that he's determined and he's driven and he and he's disciplined. But uh, I wouldn't try. I wouldn't go out and do what he does in real life. You know? What about his many adaptations? Oh, I've I've only seen a hand a handful of them, but some of them uh, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so going back to the TV shows, so you, you said you like Arrow and yeah. The Flash? Yeah, Arrow and The Flash. What about the other shows, like from like Supergirl? or Supergirl, I've seen some of the episodes, but it's it's alright, you know, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, she's pretty cool, pretty good. You only watch it when there's a crossover. I only, well, I don't, to be honest, I don't really watch much TV anymore, but, you know, when I, when I did watch it, uh, you know, if I have time, I think it's... Well, I, I to be honest, I like all superhero movies, but um, I think it's 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 awesome that this uh, you know they have Supergirl that you know uh, a female superhero is the star of her own uh, superhero series. I mean, it's gonna give some good inspiration to a, a lot of the the young ladies that might want to get involved or, or that, that might need, need to try some find some inspiration. Okay, on that note, are there any female members of Team Justice League? Or? Yeah, we have a few. Let's see, we got one. We got about three right now, and in comparison to men, how many? Uh, men, I, I think we got about maybe ten, ten, ten to ten men, and three women. Yeah. So you're 13 members of the Extreme Justice League? Yeah, about about that much. Yeah. Okay. In San Diego, in yeah. Oh yeah, I I also well looking up your your organization, I heard that it was a spinoff in the Imperial Valley. Oh, you know. Uh, there, there's, there's a few that just that just came up. I, I'm having a hard time keeping track of them. That's why we have like a regional director uh, that's based in Florida. He keeps track of all we have. Florida. I know we just got like a North Texas group. Uh, we got a group out in the Midwest, Imperial Valley. You're talking about like down over by El Centro. Yeah, and, El Centro, Calexico. Ooh, I'd have to double check to see if we, if that if that was the case that, that we. Yeah, I, I haven't talked to my regional director in about a month, so uh, I have to I have to check to see if we have any new applicants from that area. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I heard about it, and I was wondering, like, Imperial Valley, because I, I think I've seen at least one guy named Imperial Valley, but I can't recall if he was associated with you guys. Yeah, there's also some, there's also been a handful of people that steal that rip off our name and logo, too, that, that uh, they, they go around saying, oh, I'm with the XJO, and they're not, and we don't know who the heck they are. There, there, there have been a, a, a quite a few of those guys out there. Over the years, they'll just grab our logo off of Facebook and say, "Hey, I'm with the XJO," and I say, 
Who is this guy? I have no idea who this dude is. <laughs> All right. So, what other Because I, I, I like talking about superhero shows. So, like, do you want to like see if I can bring up some more? Yeah. I think. Um, see, I'm I'm kind of like an older guy, so I, I think maybe my gen. I mean, I'm I'm kind of still stuck in the old days. So, you know. Okay. Uh, speaking of Batman, have you been watching like TV show Gotham? No, to be honest, I haven't. Uh, you know, I, I watched I, I watched a little bit of the, the previews on YouTube, and I was, but I never really had a chance to really uh, get into it. Same thing, I wanted to check out you know Smallville when it was out a few years ago, uh, but I never really got a chance just because I I get so busy, and then a lot of times I'm I'm either busy um, watching a lot of the old stuff or just trying to keep up on the news and stuff. Oh, so like you're not keeping up with like. Just Gotham is about the air series finale where yeah. Bruce finally becomes Batman. Batman. Yeah, I heard about that. I, to be honest, I don't get a chance to keep up with it as much. I mean, one thing that I do, I, I, I can say that I, I'm pretty current on are the superhero movies. That they're all the ones, the shows, not so much because I just don't have the time. But the movies, I'm, I'm pretty current on. Oh, so you're, you, you've been catching, you, you are one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and DC films. Yeah, let's see. So, so, but I am a little bit behind. I haven't had a chance to see Shazam. I'm seeing the Avengers Endgame at the end of the month, or no, first week of May. But let's see. What was the last, the last film that I saw? Let's see. There was Glass. And then there's Captain Marvel. I saw. I'm current on that. And then the, you know the Ant Man's and and uh, some of the and, and a few of these the Deadpool's and all that stuff. I'm I'm still fairly current on those. All right. So you haven't seen Shazam? Not yet. Not yet. So don't spoil it for me. Yeah, uh, the other <laughs> Captain Marvel. The movie. other Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah be, people love to argue about that because it, he was originally Captain Marvel first. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of that. That kind of threw me off. I said, Wait, Shazam? I thought that was Captain Marvel. Wait, what? What? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, because like DC at bottom years ago when the, com uh, when the company owned and bank got bankrupt, but Marvel got the trademark. Uh, first. Okay, so that's the story. That's why that's where the confusion is. Yeah, so in the TV shows he can be called Captain Marvel, but when you want to use him in a movie, he has to he be, be called, called Shazam. Shazam, and not to give you away any details, but they don't know what to call him in the movie. Yeah, like they come with like fifteen random names. Like at one point they make a Marvel reference. They call him. Captain Sap America. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta see it. You know, um, if not, I'll just have to catch it on, on. You know, get the DVD or get or stream it off online. All right. It, yeah, because like, it's a good movie and like it, it's 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 far more lighthearted than some of the more recent DC films. Yeah, I like I like the lighthearted stuff. You know, I mean the serious stuff is cool, uh, but uh, you know I like I like a little bit of the lighthearted stuff. You know. Because, you know, as you can see, I'm not, like, one of those real-life superheroes that, that, that dresses, like, in all black, like a, like a ninja and tries to be all serious. That's not me, you know. Uh, I'm serious when I need to be serious, but if there's, like, if I have, uh, I think just throwing a little bit of uh, comic relief in it is okay. All right. So, I'm guessing you're not a big fan of the Marvel Netflix shows, then. Um, you know, I, I like I, I like them, but I just don't have time to watch them. I don't have Netflix either. Oh, yeah, I'm just uh, I, I I'm actually more waiting for the Cobra Kai season two next week. Oh, that, that YouTube show. That's the whole reason why I got it. Oh yeah, I, I heard some good things about it. I oh, saw yeah. the first two episodes. It's all right. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Karate Kid franchise, but like yeah. it, it was pretty good. Yeah. So. So that's pretty MCU. Like you, you like all the films, or just like some of the films. I, I like them all. I like them all. I mean, I, I've never... I think uh, there was only one film that I thought, man, this film was not that great. Uh, maybe I need to give it a second watch. But, I mean, I, the, 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 the last Fantastic Four. The last Fantastic Four and then and then the and then the, fir, and then the, the one Incredible Hulk movie that just said The, the Hulk. The, the 2003 film? Yeah, I thought that one sucked. And I thought the last Fantastic Four movie kind of sucked. Uh... Yeah, the first, the 2003 Hulk movie was just way too much talking and talking. I just got so bored. Um, and then the, the last Fantastic Four movie, I thought uh, it, it, there was more to be seen. I thought they tried to, like, rush it, and then it, it left, like, man, oh, wow, that's it? <laughs> oh, well, well, if it helps, Disney owns them now, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, but all the other movies, all the other recent uh, movies I've seen, I, I liked. I, I mean, I thought they were entertaining. The Captain Marvel movie, I thought was entertaining and it was cool. And 
Um, I haven't seen the Aquaman movie yet, but I saw like I saw the the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. I thought that was very cool. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was all good. Okay, so you're more aware of the films than the TV shows. That's, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, because with the TV shows, I just you know I don't have the Netflix, and I just don't I just don't have as much time to to watch a lot of TV shows. But the movies, I, I always make time. Oh, I can go check out the movie and stuff like that. Do you go dressed as Mr. Extreme to the movie theater? <laughs> no. No, I don't think they'd, they'd allow me entrance. Yeah. Not, not even if you say, hi, I'm Mr. Extreme. I want to go see Shazam. I wish. I, well, actually, the only time I went to see a movie as Mr. Extreme is when we went to the film festivals oh. uh, for the superheroes movie and also the... The, uh, our friend Superhero in Florida, he had a, a, a documentary that was uh, based on him, and they, we went in as um, dressed in costume. Oh, all right. But like other than that, you like you know, just go casually. Like you, you're not gonna see, you're not gonna see people taking pictures of you eating at a McDonald's. No, uh, no, not at all. And also, to be honest, I, I kind of outside outside of this, I kind of like to have a life. I that's why I don't like I don't like the big celebrity thing. Oh, it's Mister Extreme. Let me get a selfie. <laughs> uh, I I just want to eat my food and uh, nobody knows who I am and I can just go about my business. Well, you're probably not gonna like the fact that I'm gonna ask you for a selfie after this interview. Oh, for, no, well, I'm on, I'm in costume. I'm on duty. But if it's like when I'm out there as uh, as my my regular self, uh, it's like, hey, aren't you that guy? And I was like. Well, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> kind of like in Kick-Ass too, you know, like you know that when the the, you know, the guy that says I'm battle guy, like, uh, and the, the the guy confronted him, Kick-Ass confronted him. Oh, I know you, and he said, I don't know who you are. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I'm trying to think of another film like Kick-Ass. Have you seen the movie Super? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got that on DVD. That's that that movie. It's funny, but it's definitely not for children. <laughs> Yeah, the stars Rain Wilson, Ellen Page, and oh, is directed gosh. by the same guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it, it was fun. It, it was a funny movie. It was funny. Uh, you know, I, I I definitely like that movie. You know, but it's like in the end, it's like, man, this guy's a well, what a loser. <laughs> bigger than like he's a bigger loser than the guy from Kick-Ass, or? Uh, yeah, I would say a bigger bigger loser than the guy from Kick-Ass. He's Went through all that, all that hassle just to just just to try to get this girl that was all strung out on dope and stuff like that, and then he ended up getting dumped by her, and and then and then and then his sidekick got killed, and uh, and then and some of the stuff he did, it's funny for the film, but in real life it's like wow, this is pretty jacked up. Uh, he like uh, bashed this guy's head in with a pipe wrench. I was cutting in line, and he's like, "You cut in line." And he just, <laughs> And for the movie, it's funny, but it's like, wow, this is pretty intense. Okay, so like, you like your superheroes, but without the gore. Uh, I don't mind a little bit of gore, but uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not like uh, really all into the gory stuff, you know. Okay, so like you're just here, like you want to save the day, like stop it, but not, not like go to the point of like beating. Oh, them. exactly, exactly. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't believe in. In using more force than absolutely is necessary, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like violence, but if, but I'm the type of person if, if violence has to be used as a last resort, then I'm, I'm gonna have to, you know, get busy and use violence. All right. So, do you see yourself doing this for the foreseeable future? Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna kind of, you know, I, it's see now it's, uh, you know, all honestly, I've already been. It's like 13 years Extreme Justice League, and then and then 10 years, uh, well more than 10 years with Guard. I did Guardian Angels, and then uh, and I'm 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 43 years old right now, so I'm gonna I don't know. I'm gonna just kind of see how it goes in, in another three years, and then see where my life is, and then decide okay, where am I gonna go from there on? All right. So uh, w one more thing I wanted to ask about your costume because I think it's a weird combination of purple, black, and uh, it appears to be camouflage. Yeah, actually, this isn't the this isn't the the classic Mister Extreme look because all my stuff kind of wore, wore out. This is like this. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, before it was, uh, I had like the green, uh, uh, kind of like a green top. Uh, it was like more like a protective armor. 
uh, but that kind of like really wore out and I had to haven't hadn't a chance to like paint my other uh, my new suit so I just decided to throw on this XGL t-shirt for now okay yeah because I also remember like you used to have like a green visor yeah. like with a, with a, with a, with a bigger bug eyes yeah. bug eyes yeah yeah so those those kind of all wore out yeah a lot of a lot of my gear is just getting kind of really old it's like more than it's just about about a decade old now you know so now it's like uh yeah i'm actually uh, gonna probably need to get some new stuff pretty soon upgrade and and uh, re, uh a lot of the stuff is in need of repairs but yeah the the helmet is the same helmet i wore when i started and you know that, that's pretty much the original the original piece yeah. so would you say it's time for your costume to get a reboot yes yes but uh, i'm gonna decide that after about about three years I'm gonna see. Okay, am I still gonna just continue on? If if I am, then I'll, I'm definitely gonna get a reboot. If I decide to hang it up, and I'll I'm gonna put this, I'm gonna put a glass case over my costume with all the original pieces and say, this is uh, this is what I wore on, on patrol. All right, yeah, cause like like do you base your costume like on a lot of superheroes or just like I like this guy's costume. Let me rip it off. Oh yeah, I don't think not too many people will ripped off my costume because most people don't wear capes any in the real life superhero community even though this is a special cape uh you know you know they just rip off the cape and it just it doesn't choke me to death and then um you know they don't like putting all the stickers and all that stuff like that you yeah know? i know you have a lot of stickers yeah. like like you put these stickers but then you put like some kind of scotch tape around scotch, it a packaging tape yeah 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 it's it's actually a pretty unique look i mean i, I like it just because I, i've always been a fan of of stickers and uh yeah, because I see a lot. Because I got, aside from the super, you see like two no evil signs in the XGL along up top of the logo, like say Crime Fighter, and just a bunch, again just a bunch of Superman and Spider Man stickers. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, you know, I I think I I, I kind of put this on. It wasn't. I was a fan of stickers. I wanted something kind of unique, and it was just I was just straight up bored. Uh, when I was designing my costume, I was thinking, hmm, how am I going to want this to look? Hmm, 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 hmm. And I said, oh, okay, you know, why don't I just, this, this helmet looks way too plain. I painted it green, stands out, oh, neon color, okay. Oh, uh, wow, it's still too plain. I just said, oh, let me just slap a bunch of stickers on there. And I just uh, held it in with packaging tape. Okay. And it stuck, yeah. So, like, you haven't, you haven't thought of, like, changing up the helmet, or you like the helmet the way it is? Uh, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe I might put a, one of those pussy hats on top of it, you know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You, know. <laughs> you mean the, uh... Which, which how you're talking? About? You're talking, you know, you know, like I uh, was just talking about, you know, like those those SJW pussy hats, like they, they wear at those uh, those political protests. Oh, that's just a joke. Um, no, actually, to be honest, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know. I might just, I might, I might just go for a more plain look for my upgrade. You know. All right. So I'm trying to think of one more question to wrap this up, but would you? Aside from Batman or Spider-Man, do you have any other favorite superheroes? They have the same even DC or Marvel. Like any other favorite superheroes? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, the Red Ranger, Power Ranger, Red Power Ranger. Uh, yeah, the Red definitely Red Power Ranger. I am the Red Ranger. The Power Rangers. No. Uh, okay. What about the reboot? The reboot? Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, it's well reboot. I you know I like the originals better. I think the reboots, a lot of the reboots, reboots, I think most reboots kind of kind of suck, but, you know, I, I'll watch them. You know. Okay. Yeah, because I've heard some things about those reboots, like the Power Rangers reboot in particular, how... Yeah, Re I think most, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've been watching a lot of these reboots. Uh, they're, yeah, I, just for the record, reboots fucking suck. I, I just don't, I, I'll watch them, but I, I just, I think the, the originals are better. What's the good thing? This is a podcast and not, not a radio show. Radio. Oh, okay. So we're not like on like terrestrial air. Or no, this is a podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, you, you can swear. So. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm not expecting you to swear, so. But okay, so it, so uh, you you only do this on the weekends, eleven to three. Uh, for patrols, yeah, yeah, because I I work. Pretty much everybody in our group, we work and go to school. Uh, in the beginning, we we patrolled a lot more in, in the early days. In the early days, 
you know, we were patrolling sometimes like three times a week, two times a week. One time we patrolled five times a week. Uh, in the in the early days, we were patrolling like uh, different areas. You know, all we we're going all over San Diego City, all over this the county, and now we're just pretty much just downtown San Diego on the weekends. Yeah. All right. We're we're weekend warriors, so we're we're gonna save we're gonna save the world, but only on the weekends from eleven to three. Well, that's actually kind of club. That's a clever way to end, end our podcast interview. Yeah. So thank you very much for talking to me, Mister Extreme. Definitely, you're very welcome in Extreme Justice. I would like to thank Mr. Extreme for giving us the opportunity to talk to him for this podcast. If you'd like to find out more about the Extreme Justice League, you can find them on Facebook or go to their website at extremejusticeleague.org. That is extreme without an E. And now to wrap up the show, I'm going to play a segment from my radio show, The Shuffle with Joel Garcia, which has aired on both KCR of San Diego City University and KSDS HD2 of San Diego City College. This particular segment comes from the March 10, 2020 broadcast of the show, in which I talk about Monday Night Football, a then recent news report about a change in the announcers, and I also at one point point out an interesting story involving the time when a human being was a exchanged for a cartoon rabbit. Now here's a story which just came up. You might have heard last late last week that ESPN wanted to reboot Monday Night Football with Al Michaels. And it turns out NBC said no. That that's according to report here. It right now everything is just a report. And apparently according to the New York Post, at least that's what they claim, NBC turned down an offer to trade Al Michaels back to ESPN. Which is an interesting move. Now, here's here's what's happening. Of course, Monday Football on ESPN has been, for the most part, hit or miss. A lot of the times, the announcers have been really bad. And, like, the, the rare time where they're really good, it's debatable. I mean, John Gruden was great. Like he was, he was funny to hear on Monday Night Football. He's a terrible coach, by the way, because the Raiders are terrible. But like, he was good on Monday Night, and the way they've been trying to retool it the last two seasons have been really bad. Now, of course, most people might say it's because ESPN doesn't get the best games. After all, ever since NBC got Sunday Night Football, all of the good games have been on NBC. And unlike ESPN, NBC has flex scheduling. As in, they can take whatever game they want from CBS or Fox, unless they protect them, and put it on Sunday night. Like, sure, the first five or six weeks are already scheduled. Those are the games that are going to be played no matter what. But then, after those weeks, NBC could say, Hey, CBS, give me that Patriots game and put it on on Sunday night. ESPN does not have that power. And the problem is that after the first few weeks, the games could either be really good or bad depending on the on the quality of the team. And the problem is that happens a lot for ESPN because early on in the season, you could have a great game, a competitive game, or just the usual West Coast game to make up for it. But then you look at the rest of the season, it's really bad. If you want an example, let's take a look at, say, the Monday night game from December, no, November 25th. That game was a game between the 9-2 Ravens and the 6-5 Rams. And it was a blowout for the Ravens. That's not competitive at all. Or like, what about December 16th, where it was a game between the Saints and the Colts, and it was the 11-3 Saints taking on the 6-8 Colts. Not exactly a good matchup. Or like, if you want another great example, let's say the 1-5 Jets taking on the 7-0 Patriots, in which the game wound up being a blowout for the Patriots. That's the problem with ESPN. They just have not been getting good games. The games have always been, yeah, from a distance, it looks like a good matchup because you have, like, say, the Bears and the Redskins, the Broncos and the Raiders. But, like, if the team is not good, then the game is not going to be good. And their announcers have also been been suffering because of this. Because you had, like, say, that ridiculous cart that was running around the field. Or, like, how they brought in Jason Witten from the Cowboys. But it was so bad, he went back to football. 
And like, you don't see that happen. You don't normally see a football player quit and then say, nope, and go back to football. Like, I think I've only seen that happen like once or maybe twice. And even then, like, it's not that often. Like, Brett Favre didn't retire and then say like, nope, I'll go back to football. Like, he didn't just go join ESPN and then it's like, nah. Like, the only sport which I think does that regularly, which a driver can, like, say, quit halfway through and just go be announcing, is maybe a NASCAR. But even then, like, that's normal. Not in the NFL. And now apparently, ESPN was thinking of a crazy idea in which they trade Al Michaels. Uh, they want they wanted Al Michaels from NBC, and they were trying to get money to Peyton Manning, who hasn't been on network television, not announced a single game, has not been with any network, and put them together. And Al Michaels and Peyton Manning does sound interesting, but at the same time, like, really desperate. And if you don't if you don't recall why Al Michaels moved to NBC, it's a really fun story. Let me just set it up. Back in 2006, Monday Night Football, it had finished its run on ABC and was on the verge of moving to ESPN. NBC, meanwhile, picked up the rights to Sunday Night Football after eight years of not having football. And it was a great move for NBC. It brought them back into the NFL, and for ESPN, it let them keep a, a, a foothold in the NFL by just taking what ABC had. Since for ABC, they were coming down to a point where essentially they were winding down operations on ABC Sports before it just be simply became a label for ESPN. And many thought that the team would stay, but that didn't happen. John Madden and most of the production team from Monday Night Football moved over to NBC, except Al Michaels, who signed the, who renewed his contract with ESPN, even though he had never worked for ESPN. He always worked for ABC. And apparently, he really wanted to work with John Madden again, because John Madden was going to work on NBC. And apparently, this bizarre agreement came to play, where... The head of the Walt Disney Company contacted the, the, the head of Universal and apparently said they would give him the rights to Al Michaels, a living human being, for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. It, 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 yeah. Now, you might be wondering, who or what is Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? That is a fun story. Way back in the 1920s, Walt Disney had created several characters. Now you might be thinking, oh, Mickey Mouse. Wrong. It's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. The Lucky Rabbit. He, Walt Disney created him alongside Uwe Iwerks for Universal Pictures. And he was a character who made a lot of shorts in the 1920s and 1920s, late 1920s. And it was produced for Universal. But there were a series of issues in which... Universal owned the rights to the character, but they didn't want to let Disney work on them. And there was a situation where, yeah, Walt had a crisis in which he lost the rights to the character, but at the same time, he was wondering what to do next. And apparently, like, Disney was, like, going to lose money and how, what was going to do, so he just quit. He quit working on the cartoons. And he decided to, like, make his own cartoon character that he could keep the money and not have to pay someone else for it. That, of course, was Mickey Mouse. Now, at this point, we have to jump way back to 2006, where, by this point in time, Mickey Mouse, of course, is, like, the biggest thing ever, the mascot of the company, whereas nobody knows who Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is, because in the, in the meantime, in those 80 years, like, he essentially all but faded away. So, in this bizarre agreement, Disney made a compromise with NBC Universal in which NBC would give Universal Studios would give back the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbits to the Walt Disney Company in exchange for not only a few Olympic highlights, but also to let Al Michaels uh, 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 sorry, it's weird it's just saying it to let Al Michaels end his contract with ESPN and move over to NBC to team up with John Madden again. And the rest is history. Al, Al Michaels and John Madden announced Sunday Night Football for a few more years until Madden retired and Chris Collinsworth came in. 
while also the Lucky Rabbit was fully brought back by Disney, celebrated as Walt's first creation, and of course led to a couple of video games, and also has made the on and off appearance in Disney productions. He has appeared in, again, the Epic Mickey video games, there have been merchandising of the character, and there are reports that they're making a cartoon for, for the character on Disney+. Plus. Well, rumors, because there are reports that they're on the verge of making it, but, like, they're secretly making it. And that's the way it is. That, yes, it's one of the craziest pieces of trivia where a living human being was exchanged for a cartoon rabbit. Like, it, 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 it was something that transcends not only NFL, but animation and basically pop culture. You don't see that normally happen. Now, going back to Al Michaels, this trade was rejected by NBC because they don't want him to go to ESPN. Apparently, according to NBC Sports, he still has two years left on his contract with NBC, which includes a Super Bowl in Los Angeles where he lives. And it'll be interesting to see what happens because there's also the case of Mike Tirico, who is currently the host of Football Night in America, but also announces games for Notre Dame. And supposedly, the, the rumor is that the moment that Al Michaels leaves NBC, Tariqa will then go to, to Sunday Night Football. He's already done some NFL announcing. He's announced a few preseason games, the occasional Thursday night game. But we'll see what happens there because Mike Tariqa has been brought up by NBC to essentially be the new head of the network. He replaced Bob Costas in the Olympic coverage. And he's about he's on the verge of replacing Al Michaels in the NFL once his contract ends. It, apparently, yeah, two years left, and then he'll he'll leave. As for Monday Night Football, there have been rumors of what ESPN wants to do with it. Of course, they have no intention of letting it go, but they want more. They have been rumors ranging from they want all the night games to them wanting to have games on ABC again, which to me seems very unlikely. After all, one of the reasons that Monday Night Football would, was a good thing for ESPN to take was because ABC could then finally have a night back of primetime. Because when they had Monday Night Football, they essentially lost Mondays for the entire fall. Similar to NBC, in which they essentially have no fall lineup on Sundays. And for them, it's beneficial for ABC because they could have Dancing with the Stars, The Bachelor, The Bacheloress, all running on Mondays. And it would seem really bad to, say, bring football back to ABC and then she lose 10 weeks of programming, which you could use to air another Bachelor, another Bachelorette, or Dancing with the Stars, or Bachelor in Paradise, if anyone watches that. But... It's going to be interesting to see what happens there because there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to Monday Night Football or whether it'll stay with ESPN, move back to ABC, or even go somewhere else. Because despite the fact that it's Monday Night Football, a lot of people are more focused on Sunday Night Football because it has the more appeal and more interest and more attention to it to the NFL. And like I said, flex scheduling. But those are my thoughts on Monday Night Football. Thanks for listening to today's premiere episode of the Pop Culture Shuffle with Joel Garcia. If you enjoy the show, feel free to subscribe or follow on your respective audio provider. And if you'd like to drop a comment or leave me a message, feel free to respond to me on Twitter at MrJoelGarcia9. That is at MrJoelGarcia9, where you can talk to me about the show, what you thought about it, if I should focus on any particular pop culture topic, whether it be film, TV, or music, or even video games. As long as it sounds interesting, we'll probably talk about it. Once more, thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Shuffle with Joel Garcia.